This is John Walton, and you're listening to the Power Play Point Podcast with the Blue Liner on Point and Anna Knox. Here's Wilson, and on the right side, Welcome once again to the Power Play Point Podcast. This is your host, the Blue Liner on Point, talking to you live to tape from Glen Burnie, Maryland. And it's a uh, turn the corner towards spring type of day, uh, kind of peaking at um, 50-ish for temperatures and such. Um, so, yeah, not get, getting warmer. Um, if you're like me, um, that's a good thing because, yeah, sick of dealing with frost on the windshield really starting to get tired of that that's not fun um especially if uh you got a touch of the ocd like i do and you got that last little thing of speck that you can't get your eye away from and yeah that's not yeah not fun so gail are you not one of those drivers that kind of just leaves the top of the car with snow on it you just well, kind of brush, brush see, off the sections that you need. Well, here's the thing, and that, by the way, of course, is is uh, Anna Knox. If uh, you're new to the show, that's uh, the one and only mermaid from speaking to you from Centerville, Virginia. If uh, you're listening for the very first time, um, which would be weird. Is are there new listeners? Um, know. we Maybe. might we might have a few. All right, well, um, greetings. We have new joinees to the group uh, as of last week. That's nice. Cur- I did see cur- that. Courtesy of uh, uh, some old friends of mine. So yeah, that, uh, that it's a possibility. But yeah, I, I it's, okay. So my car has one of those stupid little hook things on the side. I don't even know why they put them there. There, it's not a ladder rack. It's not. It, it, it's not for luggage. I don't know why it's there. These these stupid little really long handles on the sides that make it damn near impossible to scrape everything off the top of the roof mm-hmm. but trust me I, I i do my damnedest whenever it snows and so there's always that enough that's left but it's always stuffed under those whatever those rack things are mm-hmm. so i guess they just melt off or blow off on their own but Thank yeah you. i tried i try to get every last little yeah because i yeah that it just pisses me off it just does Okay. I'm I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm that a-hole who does drive. I won't let it go like super thick to where it's like gonna, you know, where it's dangerous to the person behind me to get a blanket of snow if I, you know, accelerate or something. But yeah, there's times that I'm like just I'm not doing every every window, just like enough I can see and and whatever. And I'm sure, yeah, whatever. I guess well, that, point A to point B just fine. <laughs> that that's actually kind of beneficial if you you happen to run out of uh, windshield wiper fluid, mm-hmm. which does happen quite a bit, especially around this time of year. Uh, you 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 pull up behind. If you do, you what you can do, you pull up behind somebody like yourself, 
and you wait for a chunk of snow to fly off and it hits your windshield and then you're good. True. <laughs> so yeah, I am capable of being nice. Yeah. <laughs> even, even when you're being not an asshole. It, totally. hundred <laughs> percent. See, it's, it's the right intention. Just, Wrong delivery, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I feel that, <clears throat> pardon me, I, I kind of feel the need, <clears throat> sorry, to uh, update um, you, the listeners, on the other side of the earbuds of speakers, what have you, um, in that uh, here and on Sports on the Hill, uh, kind of mentioned that. Uh, Mrs. Blue Liner was undergoing some surgery, which she did last Tuesday afternoon, and um, that I'm proud <laughs> and happy and thrilled to say uh, was successful. She is resting comfortably uh, and uh, will hopefully be returning to work uh, soon within uh, the week or so. Um, so yeah, that, that all went very well. Uh, so if you want some of the gory details, basically she was having, uh, abdominal issues, uh, to the point of being, uh, having severe pain there, um, which caused, uh, nausea and blackouts among other symptoms. Um, several visits to the GI doctor couldn't figure out what, uh, or, or why or anything like that. So they decided to put it to put it to the surgery and so what they did was uh they did the laparoscopic treatment they uh, poked a few holes and then snuck the the laparoscopic pad in there and blew it all up uh so they found out she had uh some adhesions mm. near her intestines so um the old know well what whatever whatever it is they do you know went in there and you know i don't know would i i wasn't there so i didn't see what the guy which was probably a good thing because then you're you would you're already coming up with sound effects that are you know (sighs) gil 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 I will not tell you if I have surgery because I don't know if I want the sound effect of, um, what do you call it? I cannot think today. Sorry, my brain is just totally fried for whatever reason. Well, you just described uh, a lot of, uh, um, a lot, a lot of, uh, well, a lot of guys in general for one thing, and and a certain group of hockey fans. So. <laughs> But I did watch the games. I am proud of them, and I know we're going to talk about it next. Yep. So maybe that maybe that'll get me a little bit more amped up. But most importantly, I, I am I'm thrilled to hear about uh, Jenny's recovery and that she's doing well. That's the most important thing. Yes, definitely. She's uh, yeah, she's actually uh, was actually up and about the first day. They sent her home. They didn't they didn't keep her. Didn't even give her any pain meds. Damn. Yeah. So uh, she's. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what what it what it is about you know the the people in my life. They you know you C four uh, you know, my wife. You know oh we don't need pain meds. We're badasses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I we, honestly it was I, me. I hate how I feel on pain. I mean, I'll, ibuprofen. Yeah, like that's not the problem. I don't like 
have like a muscle relaxer or anything. Now, even like I have a, a total um, more extreme reaction to like a Benadryl. Like I feel like I am like a hundred percent, you know, I have like a balloon head where I'm just like, but not capable. Like when it's like, don't, you know, don't do any heavy lifting or machinery. Yeah. I couldn't even spell machinery. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm not even, I'm in a whole other realm and I kind of hate that. Maybe in college I loved it, but now that I'm older, I'm like, oof, this is rough. So but that, yeah, we just kind of push through. Yeah, if it was me, I would be like, okay, yeah, whatever you got, just shoot <laughs> me up with it. Yep. Put me in la-la land. I, I don't care. I don't want to feel a damn thing. And that's but, why women have... No, we're not going to get into that. that well, that, 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 that's why... Yeah, no, we're, no, we're not going to get into that. But that, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's. I mean, it's a medical fact that women have a higher pain tolerance True. overall. That's so that that's documented, scientific fact. So yes, yeah, not is. not breaking any ground there. So, all right. Let's speaking of uh, scientific facts and pain. Um, mm. Let's get to the on ice action. So we're there are three games. We're actually going to handle this in reverse order um, because I want to focus on the game that took place um, last um, Tuesday. Uh, same day as said surgery uh, against the Devils. We're going to do that one last. Going to make that the focus game. Going to go over first the one that took place last night in Sunrise, Florida against the Panthers. Uh, 3-2 overtime loss, as we all saw. Um, this so was... Close. Yeah, this was... Uh, for me, it was um, uh, more bitter than uh, coffee that had been uh, sitting there and, and the... the, the your pet did something unnatural to it. Um, yeah, that, that, cause, cause they had it, you know, they had it in the palm of their freaking hand. They had this game. They did. I, and, I, oh my God. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's run down the scoring real quick. Um, Kept it 0-0 in the first period, so on to, to the uh, second. Nick Cousins, his third. Kulikov, Red Montour, 403 gives the um, Panthers the lead. Uh, chance deflection in front. Um, Milano, with his sixth, ties it up. His second in three games since his return. Sandine and Pat Chiaretti with the assists on that one. On the power play at 1831. And then on to the third, and this is, I thought, because of how it happened and because of the, the, the gate crashing, body slamming, you know, the we really took it to this team, and, and Anthony Mantha beat the crap out of Cousins, who was being a jackass he half the game. Hall for sure. And, you know... And so they go on the power play halfway through the period. Tom Wilson finally breaks through for his 13th. He'd been in an extended drought. His 13th, as I said, uh, Stroman Carlson on the assist. Beautiful power play goal. And I'm thinking, all right, because usually when he scores, it ties the game or it ends up being the game winner. So I'm thinking this is the sign. And no, no, because they could not stay out of the box. And so they tie it up. Uh, at 1630, Barkov, his 13th, uh, Verhege, that name I again. Oh, I know. 
and Montour again. Um, so off we go into the extra session. And what really, look, I get that some of you out there are like, well, you know, uh, Caps weren't expected to get this far and they played a great game and it shouldn't spoil it. But it wasn't just that they lost. It was the way they lost. And all right, so let's let's just go ahead and recap what happened. Um, okay, so I'm on the replay and Sonny Milano is in the zone on his lonesome um, trying to do something with the puck. He turns it over. And yeah, it goes the other way, ends up on Forsling's stick, and yeah, it gets put away because it was a two-on-one. And this was the time, looking for the time, if the app will let me get the hell out of the video, 341 um, in the extra session. Um. It wasn't just the fact that Milano had turned it over. It was now look, I I happen to have this thing where I notice stuff that other people don't notice. It's a blessing and a curse. I don't I'm not meaning to I'm not intending to brag about it because sometimes it's a real pain in the ass, as I mentioned earlier this episode. Okay, but some of you may or may not have noticed that, oh, about, mm, I want to say 20 or 30 seconds, maybe more before that had happened. Um, the Caps were trying to uh, perform some sort of a line change because all three guys that were out there, Strom, Carlson, and Milano, had been out there quite a while, which you don't want to do in the overtime because you got less guys out there. I'm again, I'm not breaking any ground here. I'm not, you know, I shouldn't be blowing anybody's mind here. Three on three, you got a hell of a lot more ice to cover, so you get, you know, you get tired really, really quickly. This should be obvious to everybody. So you got to have some sort of fluidity with your manpower and keep the fresh man out at all times as much as possible. Well, John Carlson approached the bench, um, not to petition a judge or anything, but uh, went to the bench to try and get off for a replacement. Um, and he was waved off. And both Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan both Joby and Locker said as much. Canceled by the bench, refused by the bench. Did anybody else notice that? I'll be honest, I didn't, but I'm glad you're saying it right now. Well, okay, so why why would you you know you've got a guy and the guy well, all right, let me look it up real fast. He had already I'm I guarantee that he had played 24 minutes plus at least at least that much okay he ended up playing a total a grand total of 29 minutes and 21 seconds hey. counting that shift so he'd been out there a good 27 minutes of the game already before mm -hmm. this if he says he needs a change he needs a freaking change right worse than a 3 month old with a diaper 
come on. I, and and the bench refuses it? I I don't know. And I I didn't see okay, I I I don't know if I got to see the whole press scrum afterward, but I would have hoped that somebody in our media confronted him about it, him being head coach Spencer Carberry and asked him, "Well, okay, what the hell happened there?" Um Part of it I saw, I didn't hear any such question. Now he kind of alluded to, okay, well, we didn't we didn't quite manage things. You know, he's being kind of blase but also vague about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I get that, but okay, point mm-hmm. being, the point I'm making here is obviously this team has no freaking clue yet how to close out a game. Right. Um, if and when it goes to overtime. So that is that is a weakness on both, I would say, both the players and the coaching staff. But I I just wanted some sort of an explanation as to why that happened. Okay. I mean, it's just it's simple logic. You got a guy who says he's tired. He's your best puck handler. He's the guy that's supposed to make sure it don't get turned over and nothing stupid happens, that they hang on to the puck and the other team doesn't get a chance. He says he's tired. He's played already 29 minutes plus. He needs a change. You don't let him off the ice. And then because you let him off the ice too late and the forwards were also tired, they make a stupid mistake. Yeah. And They're I'm sorry. exhausted. I mean, I mean, come the fuck on, yeah. I'm sorry, but I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. You don't. Maybe he should have made the smart play. He he, Milano should have made the smart play and just pushed it up the ice. Okay, fine. But I can't put it all on him, though. I I'm not, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, I heard. I saw other chirps that were just you know people slamming him and and why was he on the ice and so on and so on. Hey, you know what? Look at over the over the last three games. He's been impressive. You know, come on. So no, I don't put it on him. I de- I didn't see the wave off. That's just that's. I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not going to put it all. I'm not going to put it all on the coaching too. I'm, of course I'm not. Still willing to give them a pass because because it's you know it's the first year. I'm I'm willing to do that still, but all I wanted was an explanation. I don't think we really got one. Mm-hmm. But so to me, it's fair game to say that as a whole, you know, they don't know how to close out games, and that's that's a weakness. Yeah, and that's something they desperately need to work on. So, well, it's I, just a, you know, circling back to that monotonous 60 minutes of hockey thing (laughs) you know it's like it's got it's it's not and it's not even just 60 minutes it's like you know we consistently aren't giving 100 percent because um because some some periods are like holy shit 110 percent that was amazing and then we poop out or you know vice versa and whatever it is and then we go into overtime and and this is what happens but I will say I, but I thoroughly enjoyed this week of Caps hockey. 
Oh yeah, there's there's no I, I, question. I don't like the injuries, of course, but well, no, and we'll we'll get to, we'll talk about that a little more. Yeah. There's no question the compete level has never been higher from this team. The the togetherness, the the team spirit, and and it's great to watch. But yeah. this this one for me, this one botched moment, this one gigantic brain fart removed just ruined the whole thing for me. Yeah, because you never, ever, ever want to lose like that. Yeah, oh, if, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think I was frustrated, honestly, uh, you know, uh, as a fan, but also I was frustrated for the players being like, shit, really? In overtime on something stupid? <laughs> it was just like, oh, God. But, you know, it's kind of been how it's been all season for for, you know, those of us who watch them. Uh, religiously you know we have we have great and we see chemistry and then there's injury and then we have a what the fuck with the line change moments and then we have a uh, an injury and then another yay and and you know it's just this roller coaster ride and, and they started off great and we just then kind of yeah 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 no it it yeah it, it could have been much... a lot worse considering who the team well, is it, it it right it, well it could have been but I kind of had a feeling based on the way they would play that it would be, you know it would be competitive and then when they got that power play goal in the middle of the period you kind of felt like because that that usually that usually takes them on to you know that gets them to you know finish out the game and they right. had they just had all kinds of trouble finishing the game and it's. Well, and not, and not to play devil's advocate, but I will. Um, had to Chuck, oh, who I hate, been in the game, do you think it would have been a different score? It might have. I don't think the compete level would have been less, mm -hmm. but it, it might have been. Um it might have resulted in a regulation loss, but I don't I don't think the compete level would have gone down. Right. Um, I mean, I just, I heard, I was, you know, looking social media stuff just to see what people were, were saying prior to the game that, you know, he was uh, injured in the game before and he wasn't going to be um, on the ice last night or whatever night it was. Yeah, last night. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I wonder if that, if it would have been different because he's a physical player. He's such a dick, but he's damn good. And I wonder how, if it would have changed um, also not having, you know, not having Oshi, not having Dowd. I mean, just all that fucking clusterfuck. But I think I was just wondering, I was just playing devil's advocate. Like, how did, would the score have been any, uh, you know, not as close if he was if he was on the ice? I don't know. No, I. Yeah, I, I I get that. But it, it wasn't. Um, I don't I don't think it would have made a whole lot of well. The end result might have been different, but mm -hmm. um, as far as the effort, no, I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think it would have been. Uh, that would have changed. I, I think they would have, would have beat his ass too. <laughs> maybe. You would have been nice. Never know. Um, but yeah, he's. <laughs> he's uh yeah, M Mantha's definitely uh, rejuvenated in as far as his his attitude towards the game, which is great to see. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, last thing I'll say about it is, yeah, I mean, maybe this was just a simple brain fart, but 
as long as the Caps come away as a group and say, look, we should have won this game, mm-hmm. uh, we're pissed, and it, they develop a hate-to-lose mentality because of this, and it makes them fight even harder for this type of game that they end up in, end up being part of. Yeah, and, we'll and hopefully we'll see that, that drive tomorrow against Ottawa. It'll be worth it'll be worth it if that's the end result of all. One hundred percent, I agree. And that, so that'll be that'll uh, that'll uh, uh, end that. Um, so one other thing uh, to quickly mention: um, Tom Wilson scoring. What? Well, that well that that <laughs> and that and uh, I, it's great to see him him uh, on you know on take a simple role in the power play it, it it's great to see him kind of making space uh but i i knew he would break through. i wasn't worried about him i knew he would break through sooner or later oh of course of course but just like i i hate whenever there's a statistic and and, and it goes not you know it, it's across you know all all teams when when commentators before the game are like bah you know ovechkin hasn't scored and blah 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 and Tom Wilson, you know, hasn't scored in 14 games. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sure he doesn't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. Uh, but, I mean, and I will say I loved getting messages on on the Facebook page last night about <laughs> uh, being dedicated. To, I just love that. Cheryl Ann and a couple others that were like, finally, because he, you know, I've been a Tommy supporter for the longest and I always will be. And so whenever I thought 12 or 14 games is way too long, we need to get him back in. And I hope, you know, it continues, uh, especially tomorrow night and go live with sports on the hell. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was, um, he, the, the line change was that, uh, for, for this game, ended up uh, with him still staying on the power play unit, but uh, basically he's taking um, a lesser line role. Mm-hmm. Um, they decided to go with uh, Obe Kubel at, at the top line. Right. Um, and for those complaining about that, um, I would say, <clears throat> but look, look how much of an effect it had uh, as far as Florida's attack. Did, right. did, did Florida run up and down the ice against the caps? For any significant part of the game, not really. So I think I think that played a part. Him being out there on the top line played a part because uh, he's not only got some toughness, he's got some speed too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that played a part in they're not being able to run with the game like they did the the two other games they played previous. Right, and and also I mean. Just watching him uh, on the ice, I think we were all, uh, the broken nose was horrific. Nobody wanted to see that. And then, and then of course, the helmet and everything that he had is probably very, I'm not going to say disorienting, but it kind of is. You know, it was like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that stupid yeah. fishbowl did not do him any favors. Yeah. So, so when they say like, oh, Tom Wilson hasn't scored. I'm like, okay, yeah, but he's wearing this, you know, this globe size thing on his head and it's disorienting. He's not doing what he used to do. Um, I did feel like once uh, he was back with just like the um, partial shield, uh, he was hesitant on some of the fights. You could tell he was kind of like, shit, I'm not going through this again. 
Um, however, last night we're seeing Tommy coming back feeling okay. So uh, I look forward to to that. Not so much fighting. I'm not saying that, but just pain train coming back 100%. Um, and just, and, you know, being that reliable player that we know that he is, um, especially if we have, uh, so many injuries to deal with, you know, like, let's just focus on, you know, there's nothing you can do about the injuries. There's nothing you can do about it. We are moving forward. This is the roster. These are the lines and do what you got to do. And that's enough said. We don't need to boohoo about who's out with what there's nothing you can do. Move forward. Right. And that's, that's, you know, that, that's his job. That's why he wears the A yep. um, a lot of nights and why he's tabbed to be, you know, the future captain once number eight retires. Oh yeah. So that, that, that's what it's all about. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, when he got that goal, he's like, okay, all right, that's out of the way. Fine. Yeah. I can concentrate on the rest of my one. game. So, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, all right. But yeah, I bad loss, but you know what? They take Maybe away not. the good from it. You know, take the good, take the bad. That's life. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so let's go to the middle game in the week's activities. That would be the one uh, on this past uh, Thursday against Tampa Bay Lightning, the first of the two games down in Florida. Uh, 5-3 win for our guys, and um, <clears throat> as it happened, um, second straight game for Connor McMichael scoring two goals. Quick rundown of the scoring summary. Um, so first, the guy we uh, mentioned a while ago, Nicholas Obey-Kubel, his sixth. Uh, Beck Malenstein on the assist to open the scoring at 2.30 in the first, and then McMichael, his first of two, his 11th of the year. Uh, Joel Edmondson, Tommy Wilson, the assist on that one. That's double-digit assists for Wilson, by the way, so he's double digits in goals and assists. Um, so, Yay. He's producing. So. <laughs> And uh, but and then uh, Tampa Bay in second period pulled in within one. Uh, Hagel his twenty first, Kucherov and Brendan Point. It's not polite to point, uh, but it was for the the Lightning on this one. And um, sorry, I got <laughs> I got TNT in the background, and and uh, Paul Bizanet is pretending to beat up one of the backstage. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, so that made it two one at nine sixteen. In the second, um, and then Anthony Mantha, his 18th at 12:14. Stroman Oshie on the assist for that one. Uh, Nicholas Paul made it 3-2. Uh, old friend Connor Sherry on the one of the assists for that one in the third. And then, uh, yeah, this, okay, so this is where the game looked like it was going to get away from the Caps. Um, let's see. So 24 seconds later, Tyler Mott, ties the game and uh, we had the pleasure of listening to this one since the four letter network was covering it um courtesy of big john walton ken sabrin ben raby and crew on caps radio uh so tyler mott gets his fifth ties it 24 seconds later um and the assist on that one uh nick perbix perbix that 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 sounds like the last name of the worst urologist ever. 
Wow, would not want him handling things down there. Um, especially anybody's plumbing. Wow. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think a lot of us were smacking the forehead and going, what the actual effing F when that all happened? Uh, I know I was, um, because yeah, so three, one lead and they blow it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe this is the moment they fall apart. Well, turns out, no. Uh, so who would ride to the rescue but Rasmus Sandin at 15.01, his third of the year. Uh, beautiful high slot shot. Protus and Strom on the assists on that one uh, with the go-ahead and what turns out to be the game-winning goal. And then uh, Connor McMichael locks it up with an empty net goal uh, just shy of the uh, of a McNugget goal. Um, Tom Wilson, his second assist of the game, and Ovechkin selfishly pushing it uh, to McMichael to make sure he closes out the game. So 5-3 win. Uh, I don't know what the hell drugs the official score was on, but um, initially they did not credit Ovechkin with the assist, which um, extended his point streak to 10 games. Unfortunately, that would end here. Uh, well, end the game later, the one we just described before this one. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a good game all around. Great comeback, great character win. Um, so this was the one where, um, uh, I got to look at the shift totals. Uh, okay. So, uh, I'm trying to f remember who was there an injury in this game? Mm, I, I feel like somebody no last I kind of feel like Benson. somebody was, but I feel like it too, but I can't I don't think I don't think there was actually. Because yesterday what? was Jensen. Well, Jensen actually ended up coming back. Oh, no, but I mean, he came back. Oh, you, he came, you mean, like, he came out. back, but it was actually Mantha that was out for like the last two minutes of the of the regulation and That's then didn't right. come yeah. back for overtime. Um, and Dowd was um, last week mm -hmm. and Oshi was, oh, oh, you know what? I think it was Oshi. This is the game where Oshi oh, was. Yeah, off. that's right. This was, yeah, this, this was the game where Oshi um, seized up. Now, I don't know if anybody cares for any speculation, but I'll tell you what I think happened. I think he had a really bad back spasm. And I'll tell you how I know, because I get them all the time. Oh, and awful. yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. They are awful. But I could tell because the, the, I saw the same body language that, that somebody that has that happened to them have on, a, on, on Oshi. Right. That kind of dropped to the, when he dropped to the ice and the crawl, I was like, oh God, that just looks... That's awful. It's totally debilitating. Now he did manage to get to his feet. Yeah. On the ice. But still, it was and if you, it was hard to watch. It was. Now, but if you notice while he was on his feet, he did not 
he was stooped over the whole time, but he was on both feet. He wasn't favoring a side. So that mm -hmm. tells me not a knee, not an ACL, not a, not an Achilles, not a not some sort of tear right. on his knee or his ankle, like some were guessing. No, wasn't anything like that. It was it was definitely his lower back. And yeah, I, I think it was it was just, it had just seized up on him so horribly that he couldn't straighten up to the point where he had he had to crawl. And he actually sat on the bench for a while. And if you again, if you get a chance to see the replay when he was sitting on the bench, he was fine. But whenever he tried to move. You know, walk about on on his feet, he, he couldn't do it, which tells me again. Back spasm, yeah, severe back spasm, um, or something. Yeah, right. So yeah, severe case of sciatica uh, is is possible as well. So it's it's really really hard. But if he if he plays it right, he gets a lot of rest and the right kind of rest. It takes it easy for you know, who knows. And and here's the other thing: nobody's going, nobody's committing to a timetable. So that that kind of tells me, all right, he can, he's possibility to be back next week, or it could be a while longer. But yeah. I don't think I don't think this is a career-ending thing. I really don't. Oh, I don't think so either. It was just awful to watch. Yeah, and it was, but it was. Uh, he had the will to come back, and I, I, you know, he was definitely fighting it. I, I think we'll definitely see him again, but I, I think in, in my mind, it'll be at least a week or so before, you know, he's he's even skating again, much less playing. Um, but again, if he plays that right, you know, takes care of himself, doesn't try to do too much in that first few days. I, I think he'll be fine because that's, you know, I, you know, that, that, that's how I try to handle it, mm -hmm. you know, when, whenever that happens to me and I'm, you know, I'm a, a pudgy 50 year old guy. He's a 36 year old hockey player and, in, in, you know, still in somewhat of the prime of his career, you know, a little bit different there, but. I think he'll be fine. I, I'm not. I'm not pulling, you know, pulling the panic cord on this just yet. And you know, I, I, I think it, to me, I think it's premature to say, oh, he ought to retire. Like, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to play that card. Who's saying that? <clears throat> no. God, whatever. All you know, all, all the people that that uh, you know. Well, I mean, it is hard to see out there, but, you know, it's like even when, you know, even when you've had an injury history, injuries are a normal part of the game. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to go into that too much, but I don't think we've seen the last of Oshi. I really don't. So. I, I say he let him take the time he needs, but I, I think he'll be back at some point. I'm not I'm not worried about that so but it's definitely a back it's not a knee it's not a, you know like achilles or anything like that nothing he tore just a really bad back spasm which you know could put you on your ass for a while so that's 
<clears throat> that's my two cents on 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 what happened there. But uh, great character win for this team. They could have just packed it in when they gave up those those two goals. And in years past, they have. And it's another sign that um, both that they're buying into, you know, the the coaching scheme. They're buying into playing for each other. They're they're coming together as a team. And we'll talk about this as we get closer to the deadline. But I think it would be a, a mistake to blow up the team as as some have advocated. Maybe you trade a piece if you get the right offer. This is what I've been saying. You trade a piece if the offer is just too damn good to pass up. First round pick, quality skater, what have you. Okay, something like that. But you don't just make a deal to make a deal. And frankly, I'm tired of I'm tired of hearing the blow up the team, sell, sell, sell. I'm a little tired of hearing that because. What we saw this week is what the team is capable of. And they've even had people come in and out of the lineup and they still manage. They're still managing to pull off wins against quality teams. So again, make the deal only if it's right, but don't make the deal for the sake of making the deal. Right. I agree. Uh, Okay. So on to our focus game, which uh, was against, the New Jersey Devils um, this past Tuesday, the 20th. And uh, this was, we're going to focus on this game because I think this was actually the best game by far that they played this week, even with shutting down uh, the high flying Panthers. Um, Speaking of which, I, I, some, you don't want to see a a cat fly at you, but um, mine did um, when I, I, was a little late in getting him his dinner before we went on and um and he he didn't scream he just jumped at me so yeah I, it, just that thought in my head sorry to be distracted uh-huh. um but yeah if you you own a cat you know what i'm talking about especially a cat who likes to eat like mine does <laughs> um but yeah I, they they shut them down and um, that that was a very good game, even though they ended up losing. I thought this was the best overall, though. Uh, let's go over the uh, the vitals in the summary. Yeah. Um, yes, they gave up 39 shots to uh, to the Devils, which has uh, a good core of of forwards. I still say they're uh, amongst the best in their in their top six. Maybe not the best. Uh, but uh, amongst the best, um, and you never ever want to do that. But even so, uh, they only managed to give up two goals, and that's as much a credit, I think, to the the goaltending as it is to the defense as a whole. Because if you limit the high danger chances, then that's less obviously less of a chance that they have to score. So I think uh, everybody. Um, top to bottom has uh deserves some credit of course uh charlie you know had had a great game um 949 save percentage he, he uh nails down 37 to 39 uh but i i think the defense played their part as well absolutely um so a rundown of the scoring uh connor mcmichael his ninth um 39 seconds in how so, good is he now i mean not like bit, bit. just now but like this little wave he's riding is pretty awesome. 
Yeah, and that's why he's now on the on the top line. Yeah. Um, and getting some power play time as well, in case anybody's noticed. But yeah, I think he's finally. I think he's finally coming into his own. He had uh, something of a of a drought, but uh, yeah, he's now in double digit goals after this week. And uh, well, just his whole demeanor is like he's finally in that fuck yeah, you know. And, and he's that, finally that's what we needed to see. He's finally in that zone where he's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, out in the ice, absolutely. And that that's a great thing to see. And you, you we've never ever seen that with him. No. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I got, I I got a buddy of mine on Twitter that was like a certain former coach, um, didn't do anything wrong and I'm going to take him to task on it. I think one of the things he did wrong was not serve the youth very well. And his counterpoint was, well, Connor McMichael played 68 games. Yeah. Well, okay. How many minutes did he get in those games? How many, how much ice time was he averaging? Right. Right. Okay, I mean, it takes me longer to go to the friggin' bathroom. Okay, so that's not that's not an argument. But I, you know, sorry, he was not he was not used properly. He was not given a proper chance. So now that he's being used properly and given shown the confidence in his ability, he's obviously a lot more. You know, going to do a lot more. Well, it feels it feels more natural to him being out there. He's not. He's not. Oh God, what do I do in this situation? What do I do here? How do I play this? And that's how it should be for a hockey player. You should just react, and you can see it in his body language and his in his demeanor. Like like you said, Anna, that he's not overthinking things. He's just out there to play. And That's maturity and, 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 yeah, right. and some of it's some of it ready. is maturity. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's finally he's finally given the opportunity and the confidence and given a permanent spot of. Oh, hey, look, it doesn't matter what you do. You're getting a chance to play. One like that before. So. Um, and that that's what again that this is what you're going to get. So, um, so he opens the scoring, and then uh, it's one nothing caps for a while, and then uh, Alexander Holtz, who uh, Joe B and Locker did mention that uh, he was a f- first period monster for the Devils. Lo and behold, he gets his thirteenth. Um, Nemec with his thirteenth assist, thirteen thirteen. Uh, no Mockingbird Lane here, 15.06 tie game. So we go to the second, Connor McMichael again. His 10th uh, puts him up 2-1, 4-17 in the second. No further scoring. And then the Caps really broke the game open, 4-10 into the third. Dylan Strom, his 21st, team-leading 21st, Ovechkin and Milano. Uh, this would be his first game back uh, from the injury. And uh, lo and behold, who should score after that? But El Capitano, his 15th, extending his scoring streak at the time. Uh, Strom on the assist, making it 4-1. And what would end up be, oh, okay. So this would, this next one, okay. So I, yeah, I I got a, uh, Diane Doyle likes to give us um, uh, these little anecdotes about, she's really good at, um, 
ancestry and 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 name history and entomology right. and uh, etymology excuse me um um as far as uh names and all that origin of names and, and things like that and and the, the one thing one of the things she pointed out was on this goal okay so it's michael scarbosa's first of the year um and uh, first as a cap in in quite a while i think he scored pretty sure he scored before as a cap um but uh, first in a, in a while um and um he was actually on a line with uh sonny milano who didn't get assist on the goal but who effectively started the play and max pacioretty so you have an all italian line and that's what diane pointed out and um I I made I made sure to mention this to uh, our consigliere uh, Chris Levesque, who uh, has, uh, of course, his his ancestry is is from Italy. Uh, his family came over from Italy, um, if you know him. And he was like, "Oh, that's so cool! It is cool." So an all Italian line. I hope they keep him together. And you know, when I heard that, and this was obviously the fifth goal, so appropriately enough, the fifth goal, which gives you what. 50% off of Papa John's pizza the very next day. <laughs> but very I mean, good. this goal made me hungry for hungry for more than pizza. I wanted some, uh, I wanted some, uh, well, for dessert, maybe a tiramisu. I wanted uh, uh, chicken marsala, uh, linguine, uh, spaghetti, uh, lasagna, uh, also buco, something, something to uh, give me the little, uh, you know, of, Stick it to your ribs, and I'm, I'm, you know, okay, yeah, you get it. I'm, yeah, I, you know, I, I, and just, I didn't know how well Scarbosa would stick, but he's another one I love seeing out there. Great, because he's, I don't know what it is, but he's, he's got this knack of finding the guy, which stands to reason he's one of the assist leaders in the AHL. But he's he's got this knack of finding the guys, and it was great to see him score. But he he knows where the puck is going, so he's he's out there doing takeaways, and 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 um, not all of his passes are tape to tape, I'll say. But he's he's been um, I, I like it. I, yeah, I, I like I like what he's done so far. I do too. I, I hope I hope he gets an extended chance. Um. But yeah, this one, th- this one was pretty good to watch. Um, Pacioretty again on the assist, um, the the secondary assist. But so yeah, this one was uh, yeah delicious. Um, you know what? Let's just go over courtesy of the video here. So the Caps are in their awful blue unis. Uh, so they're cycling. Uh, Milano sends it uh, to the end boards. Pacioretty um, digs it out of the corner, finds uh, Carlson who sees Scarbosa in front of the net. Um, gee, golly, Willikers. Gee, how do you know, how do you know where to go when to score? Because he did. He did. And he got it in net, scooped it, uh, get, grabs his own rebound, puts it away. And yeah, to me, that's the goal of the week. And not just because it's the pizza goal, but yeah, that symbolizes the hard work necessary. Um, so that made it 5-1. Let's finish out the scoring. Eric Halla at your girly, uh, his 12th, uh, makes it 5-2. Uh, and um, in the magical, magical McNugget McNugget minute, uh, Captain Ovechkin gets his 16th and second of the game. 
making it 6-2 on the power play. Yeah, the <laughs> funny thing about this one, this was the only power play the Caps got, and they literally got it in the last minute of the game. Makes you wonder what the referees were seeing. Uh, right. But different story, different day. Um, in fact, uh, refs called a total of six minutes in penalties this game. So, <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know. Some... I know four guys that are high, hard up for vacation time, I guess. Um, not a great output uh, shots-wise, and not a great game at the face-off dot. Um, and, th- and that's why I think um, this, this, was, this came down to just general five-on-five play, if you notice. Um, so it was little stuff. This is why I'm making this the focus game. Little stuff like steering the puck out of harm's way after a rebound, clearing it when you had to. You, know, you look at the shot total and the and the faceoffs, and and you know you think, oh God, they played a horrible game. Sometimes numbers can be a little bit deceiving. You have to watch and pay attention to the on ice action, and I, I think a lot of guys did fairly well for themselves. Um, and the fact that Jersey wasn't even a threat, much of a threat to score until, well, I mean, the, the late in the first, but they shut them down the second, and which is where most teams get their momentum. So, um, all right. So previews of coming attractions now that we have um, gone over the game. The games. Um, so next week, as uh, well, tomorrow night, as uh, uh, Anna said already, um, got a game against uh, Ottawa Monday night. And uh, C4 is actually going to be in attendance. Uh, I think somebody else said they were going. Um, I, I can't remember who I thought. Uh, D- Diane, Diane's a regular season ticket holder, so I'm sure she'll be there. Uh, got, oh. got a few others that'll be there as well. Sorry, what were you going to say, Anna? No, no, no. I was just glad to hear. I'm glad that uh, C4 can go. I know that she's been housebound for a while, so good for her for going. And I know she'll always send photos and whatever. And Diane is always good for her, her thorough opinions. Her takes. Of, yep. Yeah, she's amazing. Yep, absolutely. So uh, uh, kudos to her. <clears throat> thanks thanks for uh, the uh, um her information um, in case I have not mentioned that now, 24 hours later, they go up to uh, Detroit and face the Red Wings. Uh, that's a crucial game because they're fighting for, they're one of the teams they are trying to pass for a wild card spot. Seven o'clock over good God, pizza all over the place. Little Caesars arena um, for that one. And then caps do not play again in the month of uh, February. And it's March the 1st when they play again, back home at cap one, seven o'clock puck drop for uh, a match against the Philadelphia Flyers, division rival, another must-win game. Um, yet when when you're this far behind, you know, you got to start your playoff run. So um, that's they're in the middle of that for sure. So um, that, I think, that this one's going to be the crucial game because I, I think they match up pretty well. And... I think they got they got a fair chance to win as long as they come come with the effort, but we'll have to see. So uh, that one, keep your eye on for sure. Friday night game, and then uh, uh, Sunday they have the game against uh, Arizona at noon or, or one p.m. It's a kids' day at Cap One. Plan on bringing your kid. Um, 
they got all, all kinds of uh, you know, face painting, balloons, all kinds of uh, good stuff for them. That'd be a good game to uh, bring kids to Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. there. So that's the uh, games that we'll most likely be covering for next week. And, um, yeah, I, like Anna said, I like you got to like the, the way they're playing. Um, and I think they're finally coming around to what we were hoping they would be, uh, as far as being fun to watch. Um, because again, that, that Tampa Bay game, that could have turned out really bad. The Florida game could have ended up being bad, really bad, but you know, they, they, they stuck with it and it, it, it's great to see. Now, as we get into March, uh, something to watch is for whether or not, uh, uh, Caps decide to, to be sellers and and start trading players. Uh, we'll get into that more when that comes up, but not just yet. So I think this is a good place to stop. So we'll end it here. Anna, did you have anything you wanted to mention or add? I did not. Okay. Um, well, um, yeah, I'm I'm um, I'm um, really really hungry now for perhaps something Italian, maybe something. Um, I don't know, uh, something right now, maybe maybe at least breadsticks and uh, some uh, zuppa or ensalada or something. That, uh, okay, I'm stopping. I'm driving myself crazy here. I'm breaking my diet. <sighs> Reminds me, I got I got a visit to the PA coming up. But yeah, anyway. All right, so we'll stop it here. Thanks very much for listening uh, once again uh, for this episode. And uh, just keep watching the guys and cheering for them. Uh, So this is going to be the Blue Liner on Point signing off for show number 249 for the Mermaid Adonox and reminding you that, uh, well, I'm not quite the ornithologist, um, but I do know that just about all birds sing. Well, except for hummingbirds. Today I learned that hummingbirds are just regular birds that, well, they don't know the words. Well, uh... Hallelujah, and let's go Caps. Go Caps. This has been another episode of the Power Play Point Podcast. All episodes are available from Apple Podcasts, the Podbean app, blueliner77.podbean.com, and now available from Stitcher. Music by Joe McAllister, voiceover by Jeffrey Conkle. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Power Play Point Podcast. Thanks for listening.